City Journal Midday News in collaboration with Triple R with Emily Lane Kapitanovich, Aishri and Gabriella Payne. Private hospitals are set to resume some elective surgeries, although public hospitals will wait longer in case they have to deal with a second wave of COVID-19 cases. Jonathan McGrath reports. Prime Minister Scott Morrison has announced that private hospitals across Australia can restart elective surgeries as the rate of new COVID-19 infections continues to drop. Private hospitals will begin rescheduling procedures including IVF, dental work, all-child surgeries, joint replacements and colonoscopies. Director of Health at the Grattan Institute Stephen Duckett says patients at public hospitals may have to wait a little bit longer. There are still shortages of personal protective equipment. There's certain uh, drugs that are in short supply as well. So it's not um, uh, going to be a simple decision about when the states uh, restart uh, elective surgery in public hospitals. The Australian Medical Association has welcomed the restart, urging the public to look after its general health, even amid the wider pandemic. Jonathan McGrath, City Journal News. The courts are beginning to fast-track dispute in the family court, which may have a high risk of family violence. Emily Lane Kapitonovich reports. The Family Court of Australia and the Federal Court Circuit has announced they will begin hearing cases related to COVID-19 after reports show a 31% rise in urgent applications. Disputes that involve an increased risk of domestic violence will be fast-tracked. Acting CEO of Domestic Violence Victoria, Alison McDonald, says it's a step in the right direction. We're very, very, um, very concerned about some of the trends that we're starting to see um, in terms of kind of increasing opportunity for surveillance and control because of um, self-isolation measures. Uh, so it's really, um, really important that we ha- see the family courts um, being able to respond to the, the very particular um, risk that we're um, seeing emerge through the pandemic. The courts will begin to assess cases this week. Emily Lane Kapitanovich, City Journal News. Thousands of local council workers across Australia are facing being stood down without pay during the coronavirus pandemic. The federal government says council workers are not eligible for the JobKeeper subsidy, but state government may not be willing to help either. Sophie Jacobson reports. The government's JobKeeper scheme offers workers $1,500 a fortnight, but local councils do not qualify to receive the payments. Prime Minister Scott Morrison says the Commonwealth is not responsible for helping councils during the pandemic. This has left council workers in limbo, waiting to hear if they'll receive any relief from the state government. Lisa Darmanin from the Australian Services Union wants councils to continue paying their staff. They should absolutely be keeping all their staff to do that and indeed create opportunities for more workers to be employed who are suffering great financial hardship at this time. The state government has appealed to councils not to stand down staff and to redeploy them where possible. Sophie Jacobson, City Journal News. Aged care groups have called for clarity regarding COVID-19 restrictions in their facilities. Prime Minister Scott Morrison has warned aged care facilities that the government would intervene if they imposed restrictions that went over the recommended rules. Sean Rooney from Leading Aged Services Australia, one of the associations behind the joint call, says some extra restrictions are needed. Our focus in the sector is protecting uh, vulnerable older Australians in care and the passionate and professional workforce that cares for them and protecting them from this uh, coronavirus. 
uh, and our decisions to implement these enhanced residence protections. So these are protections above and beyond what the government has already requested uh, all of us to do. Those decisions are not taken lightly and they're in place with the specific intent to save lives. And we know the majority of providers uh, who have these um, enhanced protections in place report that their residents and their families are supportive of the restrictions in place to protect them. Since the coronavirus lockdown went into place, cyberbullying and cyber abuse have soared to 50%. New figures from the Office of the E-Safety Commissioner show online abuse and bullying have dramatically increased in the past month. The manager for cyberbullying, Akila Chander at Parents Victoria, says parents should keep an eye on what sites the kids are going to and monitor them with the kid-friendly functions that most sites have nowadays. One in five Australian young people admit behaving in a negative way to appear online, such as calling them names, deliberately excluding them, or spreading lies or rumours. Over 1 million Australians have downloaded the COVID Safe app in under 24 hours, but there are growing concerns over the origin of the app and its privacy settings. The COVID Safe tracking app is part of the government's plan to identify, trace, and isolate people who have come in contact with those infected with coronavirus. The app has used code from Singapore's Trace Together app and uses Bluetooth to track users as well as storing registration information, encrypted user IDs and contact data. Downloading the app is optional. However, the government has said for it to be successful, 40% of the population need to download it. The Victorian government has announced a $16.8 million art survival package over the weekend to help protect the industry in the wake of coronavirus. The arts sector has suffered over the last month, with theatres, galleries and festivals shut down due to the pandemic. The artistic director at the Heidi Museum of Modern Art, Leslie Harding, says the money will help the gallery survive the downturn. So this funding is extremely welcome, so we know that we can um, continue confidently into the future. The new funding will also support efforts to increase community connection during the pandemic. And in sports news, NRL stars Josh Adokar and Latrell Mitchell are under police investigation after now-deleted photos emerged on social media of the pair with 10 other men on a camping trip. The NRL previously threatened teams with loss of points and heavy fines if players break social distancing rules. And to the tennis, world number three, Dominic Thiem, has refused to financially assist lower-ranking players after the professional tour was indefinitely suspended. President of ATP Tennis Council and world number one, Novak Djokovic, proposed that higher-ranking players donate money to those ranking lower who may be struggling financially. Thiem said he would rather donate the money to people and institutions who really need it. To Melbourne's weather. Mostly sunny and a top of 18 degrees and an overnight low of 7. Tomorrow, another sunny day with a chance of patchy fog in the hills. Winds northernly up to 40 kilometres an hour and a top of 20. This has been City Journal Midday News in collaboration with Triple R with Emily Lane Kapitanovich, Saishri, Gabriella Payne.